So how do we uh, solve a problem years in the making that's now turned into a crisis and that crisis is now metastasizing into a whole bunch of different issues? You know, you've got the homeless issue, they got the drug issue, you've got the crime issue. It's all feeding into one another. And one of the big solvers of these issues is affordable housing. And we get all the announcements. We've been getting the announcements for years. It's just we never seem to have enough. And uh, caught an interesting read um, a couple of days ago where the Trudeau government, I mean, you know they've made affordable housing. It's a cornerstone of this government. And they set billions aside to build thousands of homes for you know, those in need. And in 2020, they launched a federal program and put $2.5 billion aside to build 10,000 homes. And the condition of getting money is that those homes be built in 12 months. Well, they got thousands of applications. And so far, they've only built 1,400 houses while calling the program a success. And in a recent report, the Auditor General says, look, the government's not even tracking the program's progress. They don't know who is part of you know, the success, how many people are getting off the street, who it's helping, and they can't trace where 4.5 million even went to get more housing built. So we get the announcements. I just want to know where the housing is and what is a solution we could put in the window right now. Let me bring in Mari Simiataki. He is a tiki who's a director of the Infrastructure Institute and professor of geography and planning at the University of Toronto. I'm sure this makes you put your head against the wall a few times a week there, Maddie. Good morning, Alex. It's nice to be with you. Good. All right. So look, we know that, um, you know, we get the announcements and this is what's I think so frustrating is that all the politicians love to promise, whether it's provincial, uh, you know, local, uh, federal, they all love to campaign on this issue. And yet we never seem to have enough. Why? Infrastructure and housing, it's all deeply political. These are such visible uh, investments uh, that make great uh, campaign announcements. Uh, you can cut ribbons when they open, but everything in between is just so challenging. And uh, in Canada in particular, we just struggle with uh, the difficulties between orders of government. Then you bring in issues of uh, supply chain and, and the labor force. Uh, you bring in NIMBYism, which is pushed back against a number of these types of uh, rapid housing initiative projects. You have rising interest rates. Uh, and before you know it, you have projects that are stalled out, that are delayed. And in the most classic Canadian thing that can ever be said, we have data issues and we actually have very little tracking of what's happening. And, you know, today we're talking about housing. We could be talking about uh, a whole host of other issues, our healthcare system mm -hmm. and others where there's just no data. And we just are unable to really understand the root causes of the problems. And that's leading to uh, challenges with what the diagnosis is and what we should do uh, to solve the issues. Yet we're getting the root causes of the problems, and it is a lot of government ineptitude where they don't talk to each other, they can't work together, and they swap out in elections at different times. And so maybe one promise at the federal level is not a priority for the provincial level, but they're all finger-pointing. And here we've got this crisis, uh, Maddie, where we can't get people who are in need into housing, and so they're on the streets when it's minus 18 uh, because those who we elect to work for us can't get their proverbial house in order. Order. Uh, this doesn't. This should not be acceptable. And and I think we're seeing the results of not being able to get stuff done now because we've hit the wall. It's horrible. And the idea that we have people uh, living on the streets in a city like ours, as wealthy uh, as a city like ours and a country like ours, is is horrible. This should be a national emergency, and we should be throwing yeah. everything at it. Uh, and uh, and that means collaboration. I mean, between the orders of government, it's kind of like a Rubik's Cube. It's just like each piece just turns. And yeah. as it turns, it just changes the colors on the pieces and they don't fit together. And uh, and, and each order of government has its own 
uh, area that it has jurisdiction over. So the federal government can provide funding, but it has nothing to do with the approvals. The approvals are local and the planning system is governed provincially. And uh, we talked about Bill 23 and all of the major transformations that were meant to make housing go faster, but that has also unsettled the system and created uncertainty. And in uncertainty, you get delays. Uh, and that's just another turn on the Rubik's Cube and another uh, delay uh, that we just kick the can down the road and you still have people living through minus 18 degrees in the middle of winter in Canada. If you were in, let's say, an emergency meeting right now and sitting with officials, given your knowledge of kind of the whole landscape, what could we do right now that would, within you know six months, give a solution um, while we get to, to the permanent solution? Like, what could be done? Is there anything? You know, the pandemic really showed us to some extent what's possible with uh, the emergency hotels. And that program has had its own uh, set of challenges, but we moved very quickly. Uh, Another point is to maintain the affordable housing that we already have. There are many people who are precarious and who uh, face uh, rent eviction or eviction uh, as their buildings get demolished and rebuilt without being relocated. uh, And that's problematic. So uh, we, we have to stop making the problem worse. And then we have to identify the sites that are available and we have to come up with everything we can to make them go faster whether it's permitting, whether it's a collaboration and funding between uh, the orders of government, whether it's consultation in advance. So when the projects get approved, they're actually ready to go and we don't have huge amounts of pushback. Uh, we need to align our, our policies and our funding and we need to just get on with this and get this going quickly. We can't keep uh, delaying because the, the implications are so severe. Well, they're severe and we're paying the price for it because it's uh, spreading right across the country. It's not just a Toronto issue. But, you know, it doesn't, uh, Maddie, bode well for us. I mean, given the warning stats can uh, sent out a few months ago where we've got uh, six, I think six million people was the number they said for Ontario in the next uh, couple of decades, warning that we don't have the infrastructure in place. We are not ready. I mean, we haven't been ready for a long time and the problem's about to get 10 times worse. You know, many people are coming uh, to uh, Canada. The immigration numbers are going up. And uh, to my mind, that's that's really a a strong thing. It's great for our economy. It's family uh, reunifications. It connects Canada out to the world. Uh, But we really need to make sure that we have the housing and the infrastructure in place. And we are decades behind. When they do international surveys of livability and, uh, and, and, and great places to live, Toronto and Canada more broadly, our cities tend to rate very highly, but our infrastructure is low. Yeah. Uh, we tended to, we've missed a generation of investment. We haven't kept pace, we kind of rested on our laurels from previous investments. And uh, the bill is coming due and, uh, and we need to figure out how to move quickly and how to make decisions that are uh, both collaborative and decisive. And that has been a real struggle. I don't know if you would know if I'm putting you on the spot with this, but do you know when the, the sticking point became a thing? Like, it, was it always like this or did there become a point when we just didn't get stuff done? Was it a point in government, um, you know, history that, that they just kind of said, uh, to hell with it. We'll make the announcements and we'll figure it out after the fact. When did the problem actually start? So in the 1950s and 1960s, Canada built many huge projects and also much of our uh, current infrastructure, like our hospitals and some of our newer uh, universities were built uh, in in the 1960s. And then uh, it kind of got sticky and it got sticky for a variety of reasons, some of which were positive and some of which were negative. So uh, in building very quickly, uh, local communities were often discounted and that had major implications. uh, And often it was racialized communities who were displaced by some of these mega projects uh, without proper recourse. Uh, And then uh, financially, uh, we became much more financially conservative and the federal government to get a handle on its debt 
pulled back on its investments and that downloaded expenses onto the municipalities. Uh, then you get a nimbyism overlain in, into this situation. Uh, and before you know it, it's just very difficult to get things done. And that's where we're at. And your comments about metastasizing, that is exactly what's happened. These root cause issues are now uh, radiating outwards and causing all these different problems across many of our different uh, social systems and parts of our yeah. cities. And, uh, and we're bearing the brunt of it now. Yep. All right. Well, kicking the can down the uh, road only gets kicked so long before it just says, there you go. Here's your problem. Maddie, appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks, Alex. That is uh, Maddie Simiatiki, who's with the University of Toronto and knows all things about planning. So look, it's not like we didn't see this coming. It's just that politics politicked and uh, we didn't get it done. Got the headlines. Didn't get the actual solution, which is too much. We get the, we get the headlines, but we don't get the fine print. That's what matters.